Hi, you're listening to the Road to a Billion podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Georgi. Since 2011, I've sold over $700 million worth of products for both clients and my own companies. I've also founded or co-founded eight different businesses that have grossed between seven to nine figures in revenue. Today, I focus a lot of my time on teaching, training, and mentoring the next generation of freelancers and entrepreneurs. And that's why I created The Road to a Billion, a call-in radio show style podcast where I answer people's questions on mindset, business ownership, scaling funnels, copywriting, and more. If you want to submit a question, then check out the show notes to learn how, or visit me at stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe to opt into my email list. And every week, you'll get a link to join the live call-in show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Hey guys, in this episode, Stefan and co-host Edre are joined by Steve Sims, an out-of-this-world entrepreneur who's been referred to as the real-life Wizard of Oz by Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazine. Here's a glimpse of the mind-blowing insights you're about to discover. An ingenious way to market a book launch and get a ton of engagement even when you're on a shoestring budget. A unique approach to get in contact and land marketing opportunities with luxury businesses. Three clever ideas to pivot and thrive no matter the circumstances that surround you. I hope you enjoy. Next, we have Isaac Hyde. Isaac has a question about um, guerrilla marketing for his his book uh, launch that he's working on. So I'm going to take Isaac and I'm going to put you live here. Give me one second. Give me a moment here. Usually, I have uh, my friend Ed doing the uh, the. Uh, no worries. Yeah, I just got to find Isaac here. Where is he? Isaac. Isaac, I'm trying to find you in this chat. If I can't find him. It's going to be off list. Isaac left, but oh, there he is. Okay, got you. Perfect. All right, sweet. Isaac, what's up, man? Hey, guys, what's up? How are you doing today? Good. Cool. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not short and tweak. I'm, I'm long-winded and sarcastic. But um, when it comes to the, the book launch, uh, yeah, it's we wanted to make it something more than just, like, another cover on the shelf because, you know, people don't care about a cover. It's how it connects to them, right? So we were going for more of, like, the – the escape angle, like how does this book kind of give you an escape from reality? Um, obviously, there's a lot of stress going on with the, epide- the, <laughs> the epidemic, uh, pandemic and everything like that. And uh, yeah, we were just trying to do something new with it. But um, like I said in the Q&A, we don't really have like a, a marketing budget. So, I mean, we're going to have to do paid advertising at some point, but I'm just trying to think of like some some unique ideas to kind of just make it stand out so that it's not just, oh, here's another book cover, here's another whatever that you're seeing a Facebook ad for. And since you sound like a master of creative ideas, um, I just figured I'd, you know, ask her some advice on that. Well, I love sarcasm. I'm British for a start. So, you know, we were born on, fuck it, we invented sarcasm. So, you know, you're in good company there. Um, What does the book solve? So it's ultimately about giving them an escape from like the moment they came from. So it's it's a novel. I, I don't know if I already mentioned that, but it's not a, like a nonfiction. It's not like an educational book, but it's um it's basically uh think Harry Potter for teenagers who are sarcastic, but it's music instead of magic. 
So what about instead of the pay? Yes, you are going to have to pay for marketing, but why don't you? Um, here's a here's an idea, and you could probably get it through Fiverr, and you may even be able to do an online campaign about it. But get people to stand, and you can get some dummy books. Have you produced a book yet? Oh yeah, yeah, it's right. It's okay, so offer a prize for the most extreme location that a review is done on the book because you're talking about the book being escapism correct right yeah right so then offer people the you will get a prize you don't even have to tell entrepreneurs want to win the prize they couldn't give a shit if it's half a half a burger you know they just want to win the prize you know they want to win the thing um so offer a prize for a review on the book given in the most extreme location you can find. This could be on the top of a building. It could be stood next to the uh, um, the pyramids in, in uh, Egypt. It could be on a, on a boat going through Venice. But get people to do locations. When you've got really good locations in the back and you've got real people giving these testimonials, again, it becomes relatable because it's real people. And so try to look on the locations and run a competition. Do a crowdsourcing competition for it. Man, that's a badass idea. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Damn right it is. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I don't want to, uh, you know, cannibalize the call or whatever. But yeah, that's that's what I needed to just have an idea for you. So, so just like to kind of put it on Fiverr, just like so I basically just uh, like offer to send like a copy of the the book to somebody and then like just just pay them like to do it or something. Or? I would go on. I would go on any of your social feeds at the moment. Okay. okay. Um, because you've got to realize that for every person that ever looks at a social feed, there's 50 to 100 people that are also watching that. So if you're talking to someone on social, there are other people looking at how the conversation's going. So I would go into your social feeds for a start and say, hey, I'm going to throw this competition. Who do I know here that's got some weird locations? You may get some people doing it on a factory floor. You may be getting someone to do it in the middle of an airport. You know, whatever it is. But get people to find funky locations that are that are escaping from the norm, and get your your local people to do it first. You can go on to Fiverr and find international uh, and look up models, okay, male and female, old and young, and say, "Hey, I'm looking for some interesting models to do locations." You can get a granny on the beach going, "Hey, I love this book from Isaac. You know, it taught me to escape, and I'm escaping on the beach." You know, just stuff like that. Oh man, that's okay. And I'm, I'm getting like all these little explosions going off in my mind. I'm gonna sound like an idiot if I keep talking, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's an awesome, awesome feedback. I really appreciate it. Good, go forth, enjoy it. I shall. Awesome. Thanks, Isaac. Sweet. Okay, cool. So um, we've got Max to read next. Max, you put three questions in. I'm gonna let you pick your top question of these three. So, Max, I'm going to go ahead and unmute you. But of your three questions, pick the one that you uh, want answered, and um, I'm going to let you go ahead and ask it, Max. There you are. Hi, hello. How are you? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, it's been great, the episode so far, Steve. I, I was reading your book, and, and I really like the, the dedication that you did to your wife at the start of it, and also the, 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 the chapter on passion, too. So I'll, I'll keep reading it and going deeper in it too. Awesome. And apart from that, I'll, I'll just pick one of the three, as you said, Stefan. So <laughs> uh, I would say, okay, uh, let me pick this one. So what would be 
a good approach or the best approach to get in contact with luxury businesses such as yours, Steve, because I am committed to specializing my copywriting services like in the luxury niche. And I was wondering, since you're in there, what would you recommend to get in contact with peers of your industry, for example? All right. That, that's a good one because the luxury industry is in pain at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, and people try to avoid pain. If you walk onto stage, and I've actually done this, if you walk onto stage and you go, hey, run out the back of this auditorium. There are 10 girls there with a suitcase. Each one of them's got a suitcase. And there's $500,000 in each suitcase. Go get them. Hardly anyone will run out of the room. Disbelief, doubt, probably a couple of people leaning against the doors at the back may crack the door to see if there's any real girls out there, but it's very questionable. But if you walk on stage, run up to the microphone, grab the fire, uh, microphone, and you say one word, fire, how many people do you think are going to run out of the auditorium? <laughs> Everyone except for the, the one that has the money. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the bottom line of it is we move on fear and pain faster than we move to opportunity. So if you're contacting the luxury business, you can contact them and go, hey, these are trying times. I understand your message is not getting out there to a receptive market at the moment. I can understand the pain that you're going through in trying to get your product in front of the appropriate people. In fact, I understand it because I've been working on it for the last four years in helping you get your message out in these painful times to get received appropriately. Would you consider having a call with me? There's your scheduler. It's always good to go out and poke the bruise. Probably one of the best marketing campaigns ever was tense, nervous, headache, take aspirin. In fact, I can't remember if it was aspirin or anodine, but expose the pain, here's the solution. So with the luxury industry, I know the pain you're in. I know these are bad times. I know your bottom line is hurting. And expose the problem before you lead into you being the solution. That's great. And... What would you say is the major pain right now in the luxury industry for all of us right here? Well, what do you think it is, Max? You're the one that's writing the copy. Think, <laughs> just, just, just come and don't, don't think too hard. But what is the biggest problem? Any luxury provider in the planet, whether it be luxury cars, watches, hotels, dresses, shoes, what is the one problem that they are having? I just say getting the right people. No, bollocks, getting purchases. Yeah. You know, no one's buying anything. You know, we're not going out, so we're not buying dresses. We're not traveling, so we're not staying at hotels. We can't go out, so what's the point of buying a car? We're not going out, so what's the point of buying a pair of shoes? No one's buying anything. So what we've got to do is find a way. Why do you need to? Why should you be buying this? Why should you be getting involved? The downside is we've seen COVID go on for a year, Every year, the fashion industry produces two seasons, and then the next year, that stuff's out of date. It's old stock. No one's gone out. The fashion industry, for one, is one of the biggest hit industries because they've released stuff that's going to be trendy this year, but no one's been able to go out, so no one's bothered buying it. So yeah. just keep it. Don't overthink. The bottom line of it is, is if you don't have a client giving you money, you don't have a business.
true. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. Cool. Thanks, Max. Thanks for that question. Thank you. Awesome. Um, yeah, so true. So good. Oh, those are just turning as a marketer thinking about that too. I mean, it's interesting. You know, what, what, what's the one thing that people have been spending money on? And it's like homes and you've seen home prices go up, but people are looking for, you know, more like luxury homes, more space, more property, you know, pools and things like that, because they're spending time at home. Right. But yeah, to your point, like a fashion, like going out and getting a new collection from Armani or Gucci, not yeah. so much, right. They're um, not doing it. They're not doing it. I had, a, I got a client of mine uh, from Prada in Florence and um, they said that they released this line of shoes and they're basically just getting ready to ship them off to the outlet stores because they can't reuse them for next year. But no one's been buying them because no one's been going out. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. It makes you sense. You just don't think of it, but that's the case. Makes perfect sense. Um, huh. Cool. All right, we got a question from, uh, from Chad Fallman here uh, how, uh, about pivoting during COVID. So, Chad, I uh, got you up here. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Steve? You are the man. I first saw you when you interviewed uh, uh, Juliet, rather interviewed you, and I thought it was just spectacular. So I was like, so excited when Stefan had you on. Good, thank you. Good, good. You know, my question is pretty straightforward. It's just how has your industry pivoted during COVID? That's it. All right. Um, I look at I look at the pain. You know, what pain are we in? What pain can we remove? What pain can we avoid? Um, so when when the luxury industry, the travel start, uh, stopped, there's no point in trying to push a dead elephant up a hill. So it's a case of, hey, we're not traveling at the moment, but we're at home. So what about staycations? How can we make your home and just stay in people's minds by saying, hey, we're going to come out of this. So start doing your top 10 list of where you want to travel, what you want to do, what you want to get up to, and just get people dreaming during this time. Within my entrepreneurial network, within my coaching, there I've been going, hey, what's your, what's your problem today? I had a client of mine that run a plumbing organization, one of the largest plumbing um, companies in South California. Now, the guy that owns it, he's an ugly fucker. He's a, he's a big, you know, blockhead of a looking guy. Not, not, I'm not attractive, but Jesus, this guy's rough. And so what we did was I turned around and I said, look, at this moment in time, you're at home, okay? So let's start working on uh, a way that we can promote your services. People still need plumbing even during COVID. But here's the one thing. Because everyone's at home, there are more people wanting to engage in a conversation, wanting to do something. Your home improvements have been big this year, okay? Amazon's gone through the roof. Domino's was one of the first ones to say, hey, we'll come to your house. We're safer that way. So you know, a lot of companies pivoted. What we did with him was we started doing a video series and the video series was like, hey, you don't want me coming to your house. So here's what you need to do to make sure I don't need to turn up. Concentrate on your U-Bend. Don't flush certain things. And he did these little infomercials on how you can protect your piping so you never have to have this big, ugly man come to your house. It was great. It worked. But anyone that was thinking about uh, plumbing in the Orange County area would think about this big lump going, you don't want me to come to your house. Okay. And it was a negative uh, affirmation. So for me, I've been focusing on the pain. What pain do my clients have? What problems do they have? Um, and how can we avoid and remove the problem? I remember a friend of mine, Peter Diamandis, said to me, the squeaky wheel doesn't get oiled, it gets removed. 
and so a lot of very powerful people and successful people, they don't look at improving the problem. They look at eliminating it. So within all of my clients, I've been looking at what is your problem? Some of them, they've needed to do a lot more transition to online. Some of them have needed to do a lot more um, video uh, marketing. Because the beautiful thing about video, and we've seen it with Clubhouse, is on every other form of marketing, you lose one thing, tonality. The beautiful thing about video and even um, Clubhouse recently is that there's tonality. When someone's excited, you know they're excited. We were missing out on tonality. You can't, no matter how good a copywriter you are, you can't fully grab the accent and the tonality in any copy. So I've been thrusting a lot of people into audio, thrusting a lot of people into video, and doing a lot of texting. A lot of texting, okay? Because your texts never land in your junk file because they haven't yet in invented one. So I do a lot more text marketing than I do email marketing. I, I totally agree as a direct response writer that in 2021, I see there's things that you just cannot replicate with words alone. And I'm interested in these new uh, platforms. So my follow-up question to you would be, how did you proposition this guy and say, listen, you're an ugly fucker. This is your greatest asset. Or, or do you just constantly take the piss out of your clients? My wife has often wondered how I'm in business because I do actually like to nudge them a little bit. Um, I think before... Before we do anything, we've got to realize the assets we have. And being big and ugly like me is an accent. Having a funny accent, you know, is also an asset, you know. So um, I think when I when I work with people, it also can relax them if you bring humor into it. But if I'm going to expose the pain you have in your business, but bring it to you in maybe a humorous manner, and then expose that maybe the greatest asset is the fact that you're so ugly, um, it actually works. So I am known, I told you earlier when we were speaking to the, the other guy, the British, the British invented sarcasm, and I'm well known for taking the piss out of absolutely everyone. But what that also does is it gets rid of the snowflakes in my circle. Uh, anyone that's coming to me wants the problem removed, wants to get on, and they don't care about, you know, saying a word that maybe offends their inner woke attitude. They're going to get it done. So I think, again, it was that bit about being on the fence. If you work with me, you know you're going to get it. Brutal and all, it's going to be there. It's going to be smacked in your face. It's going to be worked on, and we're going to overcome it. But if you're looking for some kind of like fluffy little snowflake atmosphere, you need to be going somewhere else. So that's when it comes down to being totally you, being very open that you're you, and not confusing what the client's going to get. I am stunned because I can't write very good copy, okay? If you read any of my newsletters and stuff like that, you know, my grammar's bad, I forget full stops. You know, my, my wife often says she thinks I'm fighting the punctuation because I avoid putting it in anything I write. Um, but it's real. I don't confuse the client. When they come to me, they know exactly what they're gonna get. The danger is when someone actually gets a copywriter the rights so eloquently and articulate that when they do get through to the person that's going to be looking at and looking after them, they go, well, who the hell are you? You're completely different to what got me in here. So you need to make sure that everything has continuity. So my emails are badly written. My videos are always here with my corrugated. You know, I'm a little bit unshaven today. My beard's, God, I'm having a bad hair day. You know, it's, but this is it. 
and it's not confusing anyone. And if you met me at an Elton John party or you met me on stage or you met me in a bar, you would not be surprised that I was exactly the same person as I've been on this podcast. I, I can feel it, Steve. Uh, I appreciate your answer and I hope I can have some whiskey with you someday. I hope so. You're buying the first one. <laughs> Got it. Cool. Thanks, Chad. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That's so true. As a, as a copywriter, I mean, just getting, um, getting the voice right is so important. I talk to people about that because you, you'll see where there's a huge disconnect and it immediately comes across as inauthentic, right? And authenticity is just so vital for anything, communication, selling, persuading, just being, and, um, and yeah, you just, that's awesome advice. All right, that's just about it for today. Before we finish though, let me share a little bit more about how you can stay in touch with me. I have a private email list where I share high level tricks, strategies, and insights about copywriting, entrepreneurship, mindset, and more. In fact, often my podcasts are based on topics I first emailed out to my list weeks or even months earlier. So if you want to get brand new stuff from me every single day, go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. These emails are often upwards of a thousand words and I send them every day. So make sure you really can commit to engaging with me on that level. But as long as you can, and you should, because I do drop a ton of value in these emails, go apply to join my list today. And again, the web address is stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, which is okay, it is S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul, and then my last name is Georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I.com. So stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe, and I will see you in my email list.